morning. Welcome to Three Minutes on Markets and Money. I'm your host, Lance Roberts. Over the weekend, Afghanistan collapses, Taliban invades Kabul. And of course, does that have any implication on markets? Not so sure at this point. Again, this is something that the markets have kind of already seen coming, likely priced in. But that was one of the bigger questions I got all weekend was relative. Is this potentially the catalyst that triggers a correction in the markets? Look, markets are going to be down a little bit this morning. Obviously not a surprise. Geopolitical turmoil, never really a great thing for markets. But again, just marginally so, because what markets are really watching for right now is a change into the Fed's policy stance. Even CNBC this morning, Steve Leisman talking, saying that, hey, the Fed is already talking about taper as early as September. That's the thing to be watching here. Markets are starting to try to price this in to some degree, trying to figure out exactly what taper means, how much, how aggressive. Again, markets are going to try to price that in here a little bit early. So again, the initial taper, the initial announcement may not have a huge impact on markets, but as the taper begins, that is going to extract liquidity from the markets. The markets are already competing with the economy over liquidity. And as we saw last week, a big collapse in consumer confidence. Now, that's certainly an initial sign that there is a problem with QE. QE as a function was a method from Ben Bernanke in 2010 saying, hey, we're going to inflate asset prices to boost consumer confidence. Now, all of a sudden, we're doing $120 billion a month in QE to boost asset prices. And yet consumer confidence is collapsing. Not surprising when stimulus all runs out and people don't have jobs. Markets are still holding up here right at highs. Yes, we did make marginal new highs last week. Again, not really surprising here. Lots of liquidity coming into the markets from all different measures, retail, institutions, stock buybacks, lots of liquidity flows. In fact, we've had some of the largest equity inflows this year ever on record. So not surprising the markets remain elevated at this point. But again, keep a watch here. Money flows are declining and our money flow signal is getting very elevated here and getting very compressed. So again, we're going to get a triggering of our sell signal here sooner or later. Now, does that mean the market has an immediate 10% correction? Absolutely not. Right now, what we're looking at is a correction back to the 50-day moving average. That's about a 3% correction or so at this point. A violation of that 50-day. Now, that could actually correspond later this month or later next month with a taper from the Fed, but that would encourage a decline back to the 200-day moving average. That's roughly about 11% from here. And as we wrote about last week's technically speaking on the 200-day moving average, it is a rarity for the markets to go an entire year without retesting the 200-day moving average. Is it possible? Yes. If it occurs this year, it will only be the 14th time since 1929 that's occurred. And again, a retest of the 200-day moving average, 10%, completely normal within a given year. It's just going to feel a whole lot worse than it actually is because it's been so long since we've had a correction of that magnitude. Again, just keep a watch on these indicators. Nothing to really worry about here a whole lot, but as we discussed in the newsletter this weekend, this is a time to be thinking about hedging, reducing risk, having a little bit more in cash, rebalancing your portfolio. Those are all good, prudent actions to be taking in a market that has vulnerability risk at this point. I'm your host, Lance Roberts, for three minutes on markets and money. We'll see you tomorrow.